Hey, Steve. Thanks for calling. Why don't you turn your earbuds up for our podcast, aptly named That's Where You're Wrong, a lighthearted discussion going to be between two friends with their own opinions, which, by the way, are quite similar, but our pig-headedness won't allow for mutual agreement. In other words, Steve, that's where you're wrong. Well, Dave, um, would you like to expand on that's where you're wrong at this point? Well, Steve, uh, for many years, you and I have been good buds, and uh, we've always had very uh, spirited discussions. And we've always joked about having, uh, uh, we, we called it a radio show at that time, but now modern uh, uh, days have come and the podcast seems to be the thing to do. And we always talked about trying to do something like this and uh, originate, originally on radio, but now uh, we're going to try and do it over the phone. Yeah, and uh, I think it originated one day we were sitting around, oh God, many years ago. I hate to put a date on it, but uh, we were having, as you say, a spirit discussion when when at the end of a at the end of a point, and whether you or I made it, I can't remember who who made the point and who actually said after a very pregnant pause, Dave, that's wrong. <laughs> and then we well, immediately broke into laughter and then continued the discussion. Well, I think it might have been. Uh, it, it, we could have used some uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. Uh, sort of tendencies thinking about it when uh, he used to call Jane something and I won't say it <laughs> out loud but <laughs> he would uh, cut her off <laughs> he, he would cut her off pretty quickly Jane used to, I can't, how did she say it Jane you ignorant slut well that was <laughs> and that's sort of where the whole idea of that's where you're wrong probably originated because I know Steve you're a big SNL uh you're you're one of the biggest SNL watchers saturday night live watchers i know and uh certainly over the years it's been some pretty funny stuff and uh yeah you know we get along together really well uh we're uh big and tall big and small i'm i'm a tall six foot three individual you're what five foot nothing how tall are you yeah five foot three you got a foot on me you got a foot five five foot three so you know i know i know you look up to me and i look down on you and uh you know, we can we can always manage to come to some sort of agreement on our differences in a way, and and I, I think we come from the same uh, we come from the same socioeconomic background. We both are grew up in middle class families, and of course, the media and our environment has has uh, helped to shape uh, our opinions. And you know, as I said in the at the start, we're we're, we're quite similar. But that's where the lively discussion comes in, and uh, it's well, always good. And I think both also getting to our history, uh, you know, growing up. I guess we met in in Ottawa. You were originally from Montreal, but I I uh, was born and raised in Ottawa, and I still live in Ottawa. And that's when we first met. And and at the time, I think I don't know if I was at Carlton yet, but anyway, when we lived together in Elmer Avenue, which is just a stone's throw from Carlton University in Ottawa, and right near what's now called TD Place. Lansdowne Park. Um, I used to walk to school, and then so I, so we both and and you did your schooling where I can't remember now. Well, I was in Ottawa for a while there at uh, Algonquin College, and I actually took a radio and television course. So that's right. I'm, I, I I've always had a love for for radio, especially although I went into television briefly. Uh, my life oh, yeah, was always 
you uh, you were you worked at the seventy six Olympics in Montreal for a well, year or something. Yeah, that's where I sort of started uh, in my youth, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And working in television at the Montreal Olympics was a great introduction to the whole media thing. And I eventually went went back to school to uh, to learn about it. Uh, but by the time I had graduated, I had already moved on to windsurfing or something like that. Uh, yeah. Still working in the industry, but. Uh, yeah. But you know, I was I was writing down a few thoughts about our our discussions and so on. And you know, radio to me has always been much more important than television because radio, uh, the spoken word, allows your mind to expand and mm-hmm. to you know, as long as the, the the commentator is someone who can be somewhat descriptive uh, in in what they're seeing and it allows the mind to expand and and so on. So. This type of format is a great format to uh, to have these sort of, uh, as I put it, lively discussions. Well, yeah, but now the onus is on us to paint that picture, right? So hopefully, uh, to our listeners out there, you will uh, you'll be able to see pictures when Dave and I talk, and I can guarantee you they may not be pretty. <laughs> and uh, you know, with with most with with I'm trying to speak here with most of uh, these podcasts that I've listened to over the past. Uh, there's a little musical uh, bit in it, usually an intro and an extra, and some some uh, segues between topics, possibly. And Steve, you're quite an accomplished uh, musician. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, thank you. Yes, the music you heard off the top uh, is from a. It's actually it is original and it isn't original at the same time. Back in the '90s, I recorded a song called Mr. Malcolm with a good friend of mine, Rob Plowman, and uh, he just pulled a. He just pulled this piece of bass line off. Um, at the time, I think we were using uh, either MIDI files or, no, it was on a disc. It was on some type of disc. And anyway, he pulled this, uh, he was just listening. He, he wanted to get some really good, funky, soulful backbeat for this rap that I was going to do. And he found it. So, so yeah, it was sampled from that, but it's nothing famous per se. So, and then, of course, we mixed it and tweaked it and everything. So, in essence, yeah, it's an original recording. But, yeah, I've been playing music all my life. You know, picked up a guitar when I was probably 12-ish in my first band at around the same time called The Purple Ghost. And then uh, went on to pro music with The Shades and then umpteen bands, seven different bands over the last 40 years. And right now I'm just doing this thing called Little Big Man and Huge Groove. Uh, uh, some originals. We just were in the studio for quite a while, actually, last uh, four or five months, still mixing some of the stuff. But yeah, I love music and uh, music. Uh, Nietzsche, uh, Dave, Frederick Nietzsche. You're aware of Frederick Nietzsche? Yeah, uh, I think I heard about him in a Monty Python uh, skit one time. <laughs> in the Philosopher's Skit, definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, he once said, uh, "Music, life without music would be a mistake. And it's so true, so true. But, but Dave, Dave, and music does, um, I guess, uh, can certainly paint a picture as well, but it also gets us, uh, it makes you feel better. There's a lot of, it can make you feel worse too. And at this time, uh, you know, we're in a pretty serious time right now uh, with COVID and, and uh, it's, uh, it's something that everybody's, uh, that's all you can think about. Well, we're, we're, I think we're right on the trajectory on the up curve right now of uh, what has in the past, at least in North America in the last three weeks, has taken a unbelievable stranglehold on everyone uh, in in this world. You know, there were 7 billion people and there's not one person other than those people who have recovered from this virus have had it and recovered 
there's 7 billion of us who are in the same boat together. And uh, it is, it is truly, uh, it's truly, un- I can't put, you can't even put the words around it. It's, it's unbelievable the change that we are seeing. And you know what, Steve, I feel deep in my heart that this change is something that is going to change the world. This is, it's not a meant to be thing or anything, but this is something that, you know, uh, two months ago, no one in this world foresaw. We were prepared for it, uh, pandemic uh, plans and all this type of stuff. But uh, hearing the pay- breakneck pace of change right now, you know, right now the American and the Canadian border was just closed. There's trillion dollar um, uh, financial packages being released in the States. The Canadian government just released a $85 billion package. And that's just the start of this. We're we're uh, we're close at home. We're in the home. We're staying at home. And I think over the next while that you and I can talk together about what is going on, how we're doing, how people are doing, and in that we can have some lively discussions about uh, where we think we're going. Of course, no one knows where we're going with this. This is the great unknown, and this is the thing that especially for uh, who you like to call uh, the Donald is driving him nuts. He, he, he wants to tell everyone that it's going to be okay, that it's over, that it's nothing. It's this and that he cannot. And we cannot understand where uh, this is all going to land us. You know, we've got our finances are in disarray. Our jobs are gone temporarily or permanently. It's just, it's just, you know, and not, not to speak of also the threat of, the virus you know everyone is concerned now and as i don't care who you are you've got to be somewhat worried about what and what is going to happen if and when you get this virus well dave 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 steve i wish i could use the title of our new podcast and say that's where you're wrong but i can't i have to agree with everything you said but let's go back and touch on not the doom and gloom but I think you're right that this will change world. I hope it will anyway, because what I noticed, and I made a, a post about it this morning on Facebook, which I returned what? to. What? You're on Facebook again. You told me you were getting I, off Facebook, I, Steve. I, I returned to Facebook. No, look, days. look, 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 Steve. Six days That's where you're it. wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got off Facebook about, I got off Facebook uh, six weeks ago because I'll tell you what, I was, I, I kept, this, I, I, I just couldn't put it down. And one of the reasons was is that I have this uh, a site that kept popping up on my page. I don't know what it's called, but it's called Being Liberal. And all it was was denouncing everything that Donald Trump did. And after a while, it got to me so bad that I was just so irritated by the whole thing. I finally said, screw it. And then I saw you follow the same route about uh, four weeks later and you've backslid Steve what's going on well Dave Dave you didn't obviously read my brother's two lovely comments about it and so I did but well you, you and backslid. This is, and this, no but this is what's important he said and and this is why I will I have returned to Facebook for two reasons one is and well it was more than two reasons you know and a lot of people said you know um it's 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 allowed me to connect with people that I never would, and that's true. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So that's one reason. But the other reason is 
you know, I typically, I don't really do rants. Every now and then I'll do a rant. And now this podcast will let me get that out of my system. But, <laughs> um, but I would um, regularly, you know, uh, criticize uh, specifically the right wing, but just typically the Donald and things that they're doing in that administration that is just completely unbelievable, has most intelligent people know. Um, so, and my brother made a point. He said, you know, all of the great agitators, and I'm not putting myself in that category yet anyway, um, but all the great agitators, um, they they kept on doing it, even though no one was listening, or they thought no one was listening. It's just like I did with my Facebook you know, I was upset that when I did post political things, I'd get crickets, right? When I, but if I post a picture of a cute dog, I get like <laughs> 30 likes, right? And I, so well, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, I'm disappointed that people don't speak up. So therefore, what my brother is saying is people are listening and evidenced by all the people that replied when I posted my farewell speech uh, saying that they do listen and they do like my stuff, but they can't like everything and they can't. They're not going to reply to everything, and I get that too. You know, the internet etiquette should be that you just reply even with the famous nice. And, and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll explain that to our well, that's listeners. That's what I told you I we'll would explain get back that, to you on. We'll explain that to our listeners later, the use of <laughs> nice in a reply, whether it be to Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. But anyway, so uh, I did go back. Well, what, I, what I did post, let me finish, let me finish. So what I did post... Um, was the fa- oh wait now 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 I lost my train of thought because I was going on go ahead and I'll come back to it. Well, Facebook for me, uh, yes, it was great. It, it was a great social platform to reconnect with people. I'd seen people on there that uh, hadn't seen in years and talked to them briefly, you know, uh, which was a little bit uh, strange at times. But um, and then you know forget about them again and then just uh, watch and see how many cute puppies or kittens they had or their dinner table or what they were eating and so on. Uh, but it, it, you know, the, the social ills that uh, Facebook has created as well, and these types of social platforms uh, is has sort of intruded into our lives. And I felt that, and you know what, for six weeks, seven weeks, and uh, it, it sounds a little stupid because I'm counting how much time it's like an addiction I'm, I'm getting over. But uh, you know, have I missed anything? No, I haven't. You know, I've been listening to the radio a lot, and I get whatever I need, which is you know, it might be filtered by liberal or conservative media, whichever one I tend to listen to. And I do try to listen right across the board. Uh, you, you know, you can get everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe in, maybe in a time now that, uh, that didn't foresee that connecting with friends and making sure that, you know, your friends are safe and that, uh, and so on might be a reason. I didn't, I didn't get rid of my Facebook page. You know, yeah, when I went off... Messenger. I use Messenger, but when I went off of Facebook, I didn't actually remove it. I removed it from my yeah. phone so that the temptation wasn't there. I didn't right. deactivate my account. Oh, okay. Some people said, look, Dave, just go back onto your account and get rid of all the irritants that mm-hmm. uh, are, are cause yeah. you to get off so that all I'm seeing is puppies and yeah. you know, yeah. dinner, yeah. what you're eating for dinner, which, which yeah. in this time I, may be something I'd reconsider. Mm-hmm. But the amount of fake news and, oh, yeah. and one-sided you know, of course, you understand the algorithm that goes on Facebook. It starts feeding you the stuff you want to hear. Yeah. And I, tr- I tried to skew at one time so that I could hear everything else that everyone was saying that I didn't want to hear right. just to try and skew my algorithm. I couldn't do that. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it, so it, it, it's sort of it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. It's what you believe you're put into your camp and 
the anything else that anyone else says on the other camp is to be either disbelieved or refuted. Just yeah. like well, I like to I like to refute most of what you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen, let's move on because that certainly we could use uh, Facebook for more than one more podcast. So let me go back to what I was trying to say earlier and, and that you touched on as soon as you talked about like when, when we ran into the coronavirus is that, yeah, I hope it does change the world because what I've seen, and this is what I posted, I guess, yesterday, um, is that um, if you notice, there's no more conflict going on. There's no more media coverage of any conflict. And there is still conflict going on in the world, as we know. But F all, nothing is being said about anything that's going on in the world other than how we're all trying to survive. And this is a cool thing. At this point, no matter what your nationality, no matter what your political belief, if you see someone in need of anything right now, let alone in need of helping them, uh, you know, deal with the coronavirus, you're going to help them. And that's so cool. So, so well, hopefully, so hopefully, um, and I'll use this and I'll never use it again moving forward. I fucking hate that expression. It's like, thank you so much. I hate that. So, so as we go through the rest of our lives and go through this coronavirus thing, maybe at the end of it and 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 it, and I hate to say this but I hope it lasts long enough to make us realize that we are just one people we are one race we're, we're we're all human beings we all deserve to be treated fairly and with dignity and we don't need to fight over this and that and oil and property and water we all have to realize we're all in this together so maybe maybe that's going to be a good thing about coronavirus well, there there certainly are going to be uh, hopefully incredible upshoots from this. Uh, I, I I'd like to say we've we have uh, years ago, not that many years ago, we entered what was called the PC politically correct uh, part of our uh, of our sort of existence and mm-hmm. and so on. And I think now we have another PC event, which is right now on the upswing which is going to hopefully be post coronavirus pc mm. in other words things we don't know again the great unknown is out ahead of us and we have no idea where it's going mm-hmm. uh you know you look back on the spanish flu and uh, the first wave was uh, mild it disappeared over the summer and it came back uh, in the second wave, uh, and that's when it did all its killing. We don't know. We don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. These things mutate. And let's yeah. hope. I, I, for years now, I've told my friends in a sort of uh, off way uh, when we get into sort of deeper discussions about life and so on is that, you know, humans are like a bacteria. We're just like this virus in a way, and it, 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 we spread across this planet. We leave destruction in our wake. Mm. And we eat up everything in front of us. And we yeah. certainly hope that that this virus, you know, and I, I just feel horrible when I see these events where it's gotten into old folks' facilities and it's just going through it like wildfire. And, well, these, you know, it's, it's yeah, you can't live forever, but uh, it's, it's not a pleasant way to go either. Uh, you know, sometimes I look at what the flu, you know, I think worldwide, uh, the, the flu kills uh, hundreds of thousands of people a year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's 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 not 
it's this is different. This is yes. Could there be an overreaction in the media? It's hard to say, and and the only way we'll know is when we can look back on it. Mm-hmm, but 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 you know, I want to say God help us, but that's just a saying that I was taught to say when I was a, <laughs> a well, young lad. I don't think it's go going there. to help us. Let's go there. Okay, perfect segue. Let's go there. So I guess it was two weeks ago. Maybe it was only last week because things are moving so quickly. There was a post which I shared again on Facebook, so it must have been over six days ago. <laughs> um, this evangelist, and I, I can't think of her name right now, but what I do know is she is on the, in essence, the team of um, evangelists who make up Donald Trump's spiritual advisory team. I don't know what they call it, perhaps they call it that religious advisory team at the White House. One of them is that other blonde woman who is very irritating. Um, and anyway, this this woman, she I think you heard about this. I'm pretty sure we talked about this already, is that she went on, did a, did a sermon, if you will. Um, and, and I can't remember exactly what she said, but I think she said God is going to make this coronavirus illegal. Um, and uh, and uh, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was just so friggin' ridiculous well, uh, how, how we, these evangelists and these, these God-fearing people um, truly believe that God is going to fix it. And then, and obviously, and, and we, this, we can get into some of these discussions in our podcast about religion. I mean, the religious people always thank God when he saves them. But when he brings the pestilence, when he brings this virus, I mean, if God makes everything, didn't he make the coronavirus? And why did he do that? And then some of them are ridiculously say, oh, it's to get rid of the gays. It's to get rid of the ne'er-do-wells, you know, because... In essence, we want an Aryan race like Hitler wanted. So don't get me going on that one, Dave. Well, they they say, Steve, never talk about politics or religion. Well, that's exactly <laughs> and what we're talking right about. And you've got right over the line already. <laughs> well, that's exactly what we'll be talking about in, uh, in that where you're wrong. Well, Steve, uh, we didn't have a lot to disagree with today, but nope. I, I'm, I'm glad you called me and we were able to sort of set out the parameters of our uh, our podcast going forward. We'll try again tomorrow, and I hope uh, I hope I know I've enjoyed talking to you, and I hope that uh, anyone who cares to listen to our feeble uh, feeble opinions uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoys and doesn't switch off. We don't want to keep these things going on an hourly basis. We want to try and keep it. So let's well, look forward making, to talking if, tomorrow. If it's making sense, Dave, we'll go as long as necessary. All right, David. So I'm signing off. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, man. You take it easy and wash your hands, wash your whatevers. And uh, you take care, my brother. Over and out. Love you.